So that's the road returns first podcast episode of it, of the rescue company one. This is uh, oh nice. See, I like those. I want to have those on the podcast. So uh, I'm Carlos Tavares. I'm the CEO of the rescue company one. I'm Ryan Bale. I'm one of the members here on the team at the Rescue Company One. I'm a paramedic. Yeah, I guess we got to like give you like a title, like an official title, like social media. I'm not a man of titles, but sure. Yeah, well, everybody's got to have a title. I mean, you can call me John McClain. We're going to just have regular. <laughs> it's my alter ego. It's the coolest dude ever. Is that who John McClain is? Yeah. Man, when I first started doing all the social media stuff with you, like, I ended up on this John McClain website or Facebook, and I'm like, yeah. who the fuck is this John McClain? And why is his password the same, same as Carlos's as password? <laughs> <laughs> well, I hate social media. I don't have it. And, and like, I think I, we got it initially so I can look to see what was going on on it, like, you know, company-wise or whatever. Um, But, you know, even sometimes I forget how to get on it. So, <laughs> well, I've got uh, your login info if you need yeah, a job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, I just, you know, uh, I don't like that aspect of the world. You know what I mean? Like the, the but is a necessary evil for what we do. And people, people, that's where they go on. That's where they, they, they um, look us up in. And that's how you really advertise. So, you know, um, embracing the social media is awesome. I just don't have time. Right. You know, like most of the time, uh, if I have like a free minute, I'm, you know, I'm putting classes together, policy, PowerPoints, researching. It's, it's unreal. It is absolutely crazy. So, you know, like we, whether we start or not, let's, let's just get, get into this thing. You know, like, I guess the idea of the podcast is this is the new, one of the, like the new media, right? So like it reaches a lot of people, people can listen to what we do. Not a lot of people can come to Orlando. There's not a lot of places that we can go to. That, so we miss some people, you know? So I think that our information can get out there and, you know, it's a free form of information. Not to mention that that uh, we have the ability to, to offer CEUs. So we can do, we're going to be able to do uh, CEUs for some of the things we do here. Maybe not a lot of the crazy shenanigans that we're going to get into throughout the podcast, but at least 30 minutes to an hour uh, you know, maybe 30 minutes of an hour would be, you know, 0.5 CUs, you know, so those add up after a while. So, so you're saying, so let me try to understand what you're saying. You're saying that if somebody listens to our podcast, like that could be validated as CEUs, yeah, paramedic CUs, nursing okay, cool. CUs, uh, Tracking. you know, continuing education for your like FPC or, Roger. you know, any of the, the, uh, this stuff so we'll, we'll try to you know we'll get these things approved which we do have the ability i've gotten crazier things approved you know so <laughs> yeah you know, so so uh you know so we'll you know have some way to get this done and get it out there and, and you know that's the thing that's been cool about the rescue company one is that we are self-sufficient in everything we do like i don't have to go to another company to get them to accredit me because we're accredited Right. So we are accredited by, you know, the uh, International Board of Special Certification for all our critical care stuff. Uh, we're accredited by the CAPSIS, which does the National Registry of EMTs. We're an uh, NAEMT approved for a lot of the stuff we do. Or we're American Heart approved, you know. And, uh, you know, pretty soon we got some other stuff coming through, like Board of Education approval stuff. We're going to put in, we got it back in the process. And, here for the state of Florida. Um, 
Air Surface Transport Nursing Association approves some of our classes that we do. So, so we're pretty well accredited, you know. So, um, it's just as simple as writing the stuff up, putting some objectives on it, and you know, uh, submitting that, getting that, you know, and then doing what we're gonna do. So, I think it's pretty cool. So, so, so a lot of that stuff we don't have to, you know. And then we we are, um, I guess, an association that has a board. You know, as a company, we have a board that in the board meets the, you know, we have a medical director and they approve stuff. So at some point we, we write policy, right? So like somebody has to be the first one at certain things and, or the first one to change things. So we write our own policy. We do our own stuff and, you know, we meet the industry standard in a lot of things. So, you know, I guess the, the idea, Ryan, is that I want to be us, like we normally are right and you know but um kind of bridge the professional gap. degenerates yes yeah yeah and then bridge <laughs> exactly that's a freaking great name for it that's actually a good good thing to call it but then like just like bridge the gap of you know what it's educational at the same time entertain you know yeah, what i absolutely. mean and you know like like just this week i listened to like six hours in a row of joe rogan Oh yeah, talking. Yeah, and and it's just like at the end of the day, like I I couldn't tell you two things I I I got from the podcast. I mean, other than I was entertained for two hours, you know, I do learn some things from there. But like, who listens to six hours of just one dude, you know? And then I switched it, and then I listened to three hours of uh, uh, episode of you know Small Town Murder, right? You know, and it's like. Again, I was entertained. Yeah, you know, so, good one, small town murder. so, but I go, you know what? I said, let me try this. So I turned to a medical podcast. By that time, Trish was getting home. Like I was trying to cook and the dude's voice, it's it, it, in their podcast. And we're not going to mention it because we don't shit talk people uh, to their face. You know? <laughs> so we're going to shit talk them, but we're not going to say who we're talking about. But by the time the, the podcast is only like 30 minutes. But I was like a minute so 12, I was done listening to it, right. you know, but it was essential for me to listen to the information. So I had to push myself to listen to that information. So I want to have like where people can listen to these, to the test series, you know, and like, you know, like we're doing a subject that's, you know, HEMS, you know, and, uh, or EMS or, you know, critical care, transport stuff or search and rescue that, that people can listen to that topic and go, oh man, dude, that was, that was good, you know? And, and, um, but then I want to be us and do the crazy things that we do just in general, because I I honestly think that, that the, the us, the true us, the honest us is, is who we are. Right. So that's why people come back, um, you know, to us and, you know, and that's where we're at, you know? So, um, so I think for this first show, it's kind of like, be the introduction of who we are to a lot of other people. Do you cool. know what I'm saying? You Absolutely. know, like, so like to, you know, who we are that, but you know, you should probably let people know who you are. Like, like where you come from, what do you do? Yeah, absolutely. Stuff, Cause uh, it's pretty interesting. I think before we do that, um, is that another Jameson and Pickleback on the table? Sure. I believe so. All right. Let's handle that. Yeah. Salute, yeah, man. Yeah. Good stuff.
That was good. Das is good. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm Ryan. Um, I'm a paramedic. Um, been on the team for a little while now. Yeah. Um, hey, what do you want to know about me? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, like what you know, where you come from, you know, it, like the stuff that that I know about you that made me keep you around, which is uh, <laughs> what's interesting. Oh shit. Well, uh. I guess I'll just kind of start, uh, long story short, but from ground zero, from Washington State, um, up in the Northwest. Um, don't want to be in Florida. I'm only here because I have to be, but I love to be. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm an Army veteran, uh, you know, graduated high school, joined the Army, uh, did eight years in the Army, um, did a couple tours to Iraq, um, got out, used up my GI Bill pretty quick. Yeah. Um, Basically, I kind of just hit the ground running as soon as I got out. I think I did that because I had, I needed the structure. So staying in school constantly gave me something. Yeah, to do. it was it was really easy. It helped me through school a lot. Um, that it was a good transition. I mean, if it wasn't for that, I probably just I don't know would have burned a house down somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyhow, so you yeah. do have that creepy look of the dude that would be an arsonist. You know what I mean? Yeah, apparently I have a creepy look at strip club. But um, yes, you do. I've seen it. <laughs> Um, yeah, so got out, went to school, uh, did the whole commercial diver thing, commercial diver thing for a while. Um, went to school up in Seattle, the Divers Institute of Technology, finished there. Um, got injured, uh, broke my hand, kind of went on a little hiatus, decided to go homeless for a while. Yeah, you lived out in the woods. <laughs> yeah, I, um. Built a cabin. Yeah, by choice, uh, buddy of mine, guy I grew up with, best friend, Tori, um, yeah, we were just kind of both at that place in our lives. We we're like, what the fuck you want to do right now? And like, well, let's go out to the woods like we used to, but let's stay a little longer. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's basically what we did. And we kind of just, uh, it was camping in our own backyards, but it was not quite our backyards. It was the same area, but we were deep into the woods a little bit and decided to cut down a bunch of trees and just built a cabin. It was like 38, 39 trees, I forget. Um, cottonwoods, white cottonwoods, chopping down. And yeah, it was a good like we spent like three months building that thing how big a round is one of those trees like you know wide oh um, well they they get pretty big but the ones we cut down in diameter were probably uh ranging anywhere from 12 to like 18 inches um and this cabin was 14 by 14 i remember the front of the roof it was tilted the front was like seven foot and it was uh it was like nine or ten feet in the back Mm-hmm. Um, it was like dug into a hillside. Like we found this little hillside on the mountain and we dug into it. So like half of the entire 14 by 14, like cabin was in the, in the mountainside. Like it was pretty yeah. neat. It kind of disappeared, but, uh, we used no power tools, no nothing, not a single one. Um, we draw knives, axes, hands, <laughs> full on pilgriming. Huh? It was not a single, I remember my buddy Seth Cuball, he, uh, he threatened to quit helping <laughs> because we must have been like three months into building this fucking thing, man. And winter was coming. It was about to get cold and we hadn't finished our, our, our roof. And I was in a cast. Like I had, <laughs> I had broken my hand, like realistically, it was like two months, uh, two months prior to this moment. But like after I broke my hand is when we started building this cabin. So like I was pounding shit around with my cast as a hammer, you know, but anyhow, <laughs> It was, getting, it was getting cold. Oh, it was getting cold. It was starting to snow. And I was like, it was, I remember that day it was fucking pouring, man. It was dumping. And me, Tori and Seth were all sitting on top of the roof 
just soaked soaked my cast is falling apart and we're trying to finish this roof and we know it's going to take another at least week or two yeah and uh I had this idea. I was like, look, man, I was like, we have built this thing from the ground up all the way to the roof and we haven't touched the power tool. And I know we said we're not gonna. I was like, let's get this fucking roof done, guys. Like, we gotta get this roof done. And Seth looked at me square in the eyes. He said, motherfucker, I swear to God, if you go and get a power tool, he goes, I'm out. I didn't have to think about it. I was like, bet, we're right back to doing what I was doing and uh, we got it done. But anyhow, that's. <laughs> that's crazy. You know, it's, uh, there's so many stories about you that every time we hear it's like, you know, I, I think that people are going to love like hearing what the <laughs> next story of yours is going to be because it's fucking interesting. You're like the, 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 the real onion person, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of ideas, let me dive into it, Seth really quick. It, it, let me tell you a quick little funny story about building that cabin. So Seth, he has seizures. Um, he, att he attempted to join the Marines and he had taken off and, and like when I say has seizures, I've watched this man have multiple seizures like he in the most inopportune times and uh, Is there really ever a good time to have a seizure? No, but for some reason because of just what we did it was like really like you want to have a seizure now like you can't be sitting yeah. down <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely <laughs> So uh, so anyways, we're building the cabin and I shit you not, like I'm standing over cue ball and he had this huge boonie hat on. So you, like, you can't see his face. He's been over and he's sawing and the tree's rocking. We had already knocked it over, but we're sawing it up into pieces. And I'm on his left side and Tori's on his right side. And I'm watching the saw go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And all of a sudden the saw like starts getting jerky. And I'm like, oh, he's just getting caught in the wood. And I can't see his face, mind you. And all of a sudden, like he just starts shaking. And I'm like, oh shit, dude falls over. He's out for like three minutes. I've probably seen him have five or six seizures at this point. Yeah. He wakes up. So you're not worried about it, you know? No, 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 no. Like, we're, like, we're straight. We know what to do. Just yeah, yeah. So <laughs> he wakes up, take you back to the cabin, um, did our thing, just kind of came to our bearings, and I went right back to chopping trees, man. Yeah, <laughs> no shit, uh, just like that. <laughs> the guy was he's a machine. You gotta be the most responsible homeless people having <laughs> seizures ever, because 20 years in the city of Orlando fire department like every homeless person that would remotely look like they shake that we would get a freaking 911 fucking phone call on that and go there for the seizing guy you know that's how we would right. see the normal people so but yeah so uh was homeless for a while by choice yeah um, you know there was times i would i'd probably stay at the cabin realistically five to six nights a week um every now and then i'd like because of a job or whatever like i was still working like i was plumbing you know so like i'd walk out into the woods for you know 30 minutes from the main part of town and disappear into darkness and made sure i had my lights at night so i didn't get eaten by bears and cougars yeah 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 um and then you know i'd set my alarm on my phone i'd wake up five o'clock and i'd walk another 30 40 minutes back to the main road make my way to my job site or to where i was getting picked up and head to work yeah but uh but yeah i did all that for a while um close to a year um yeah and then i moved to florida then i went to school again went to the marine mechanics institute um here in orlando Graduated from there. That was a pretty uh, fun year. Learned a lot. Um, so for the people keeping track, so at this point you're you are a commercial hard hat deep sea diver. Well, I don't want to say that because I mean I was a commercial diver certainly. Yeah. Graduated from the uh, Divers Institute of Technology up in Seattle. Um, but like as far as working in the industry, like I only did a few like under the table jobs around Seattle and like uh, some of the lakes. Uh, yeah, areas. but yeah, like, that's what your degrees in. Certainly, yeah, 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 yeah I'm yeah, absolutely yeah. certified. Yeah, without yeah. a shadow of a doubt. You know, but like I never like went offshore and like broke off in the industry. Yeah. Like you know, I'd be considered a red hat. You know, if I went out yeah. there. But yeah, I've certainly got the technical skills and um, 
went through all that. And then uh, my intent was uh, when I got out of the military, uh, actually, I don't think I had any intent. <laughs> yeah, you just wanted to fucking I go I was like, let me fucking go do something where I'm just, yeah. you know, I'm moving fast, yeah. and, you know, and keeping pace. So uh, uh, did dive school, got out, did the whole homeless thing for a while, uh, moved to Orlando, uh, went to the Marine Mechanics Institute, um, just to kind of tie on to, you know, the whole diving thing. And my intent was to go offshore, like, I think in a sense, but it wasn't like solid. Um, so I came down, went to MMI, graduated, worked in the field for a while, just to kind of instill that. And then, um, you know, I went to EMT school. I, kn- I always knew I was going to go to EMT school, but I had never intended on going to paramedic school. And my yeah. intent with the EMT thing was, is my mom was a firefighter EMT. And, um, you know, and I just learned that about you. Our last little road trip we did to go teach, actually. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. I thought she was a paramedic for a while. And then I asked her and she said she was a firefighter EMT. But I always thought, I never knew the difference, you know, growing up. I always just thought EMT paramedics yeah. same thing, but um, you learn. But uh, so anyhow, so I was kind of bit by the bug early, and you know, just it's kind of in my nature, and um, I wanted to apply that in the offshore industry, and I, I took full advantage of it in the military, and just kind of like being that medical type person, and um, you know, so I did the EMT thing, then I was going to do the DMT thing, dive medical technician, and then um, you know, throughout the whole process, moving down here, I met my daughter's mother. Um, had a kid, you know, I've got a wonderful family and, um, you know, things change and you just kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. plans, directions, plans directions. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, so, but when I was in EMT school, that's when I found out about medic school and I was like, Oh shit. And I was like, okay, so there's a whole nother level, level to this. Of this. And I was yeah. like, there's always something else to go take. <laughs> and that's know? all I needed to find out. And I was like, okay. And then, and then I think naturally the whole medic thing just kind of, um, it was, it was easy to, to resonate with, um, just, you know, the whole, premise behind being a medic and what your purpose is you know yeah um and then you know so i went down that rabbit hole and finished medic school and th- met you in medic school actually yeah um you want to elaborate on that a little you remember that yeah I, I don't like actually remember like uh i i know that i talked to you while you were still in the medic class over there and i think that's when I, we had started the company and we uh i was using uh the the school as like a base of operations for a bit you know well i met you it was an air medical class oh i remember what it was we were in medic school yeah close to the beginning of medic school and we had a, a quiz test on a pop quiz on on uh, our drugs oh yeah and one of the instructors said uh said uh, hey whoever gets the top or the top five students who get the best score like they get to go to this cadaver lab that's what oh it was. that's what it was so yeah there we go lab. yeah yeah that's what it was that's our other guest right there bandit <laughs> um but yeah so that's, that's i guess i do i do kind of i do remember that yeah you came to the class and then um we talked about being masons right because we're both right. masons you yeah. know yeah and so and then uh i think that's where it came from you know and then uh all the social media stuff you do so anything anybody sees on facebook is all you is all you you know right. so that's pretty freaking awesome because i don't know anything about that <laughs> and then um you know it, it like this podcast thing you know you learn how to do that <laughs> again there's a lot of layers i think as the time goes by and episodes and you know is it podcast episodes? I guess it is episodes. Yeah, right? certainly. Yeah, yeah. This so is like, our pilot episodes. so I guess as episode zero. I guess. Yeah, so I guess as episodes go, like people will learn a lot more about Ryan, you know, and like things that have that. But I think we, you know, Ryan's not the only guy that works here. There's other people, <laughs> so we'll, we'll we'll have you know introduced the guys as people come through, you know. So that's awesome, man. So we got to know who you are. 
That's you. Yeah, yeah. I'm drinking this beer that was made in 1844. It's got a blue ribbon on it. It's fucking nice. unbelievable. They got this shit right. <laughs> so, like, um, I guess, you know, so we know you, you know what I mean? And I think, you know, um, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if this is the episode that they get that I tell people who I am, you know? I don't know. I, don't know. I, th- I think... Um, I think a lot of people are going to come back because of this first episode, and I think there's a lot of things that we might be reserved about, whatever it may be. And certain things, I think, will come out in due time for everybody. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, that's, that's the thing. That's the thing, you know? Like, I think the thing that makes the Rescue Company one great is... Uh, the different parts the different people that are here oh yeah absolutely like there's you know the dynamic is like my value my commodity is the guys is the guys that work oh certainly without a shadow of a doubt yeah because it's definitely not a money thing because we're (laughs) so that's not no man like that's not the situation on on the you know that's not why people are here right you know so you know i love coming to work but i love giving andy a hug like i love all the guys but like that guy he's a great hugger man like andy (laughs) and he gives me the best fucking photos like that guy (laughs) and you know andy is my guy like if anything goes, if the revolution started, Andy's the guy I'm picking. So you guys know the rest of you guys are fucked. Because I have no, he's my guy. He's my dude. So, you know, like the cool thing I, th- I think about the everybody that's here is somebody that's come through class that has not left. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just the, it's everybody that's come here. They like they're always he- they, they just keep coming back and then we give them fucking jobs and give them something to do, you know? <laughs> I, I think that what makes you the most interesting guy is like that, uh, um, and, and you know, this is, this is a good thing. I think it's a great thing. Is like, you're the only dude to like ever ask for like, ever like put himself in a position to go like, Hey, this is what I want to do when I'm here. You know what I mean? Like, it, like most of them, you have to like, you basically told them like, Hey, you're going to do this. This is who you are. <laughs> And then you, you know, you came in and it's like, you know, you're basically the guy doing a lot of these, uh, that, that a lot of the stuff that, you know, it's just hard for us to even know, like this recording stuff, the, 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 um, the, you know, it's a lot of shit, like the, the social media shit, like I, you know, Josh did a great job at that. But I think that, you know, we reached a ceiling at it where it was, you know, it was what it was going to be. It wasn't going to be anything more than that, you know, and, and, you know, I still love him. I appreciate the shit out of him for, for other stuff he did. And, I, you know, and Josh is somebody eventually that gets introduced here. I think he does get introduced because a lot of what the rescue company won is, is me and that guy. Like, I cannot take away the amount of stuff that me and Josh did, just the two of us. Um, and it's so I think that that that. Um, he's a big part of the history of, of this right here. You know, he's he's uh, he's our, our ben- Benjamin Franklin, I say, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, it, it, and there's a lot about him that that I think would be pretty cool episodes. Yeah, yeah you know certainly. I mean? Like, I think it'll be cool to just, just have him, you know, be that guy there, you know, and be, be you know, just listen to some of the stuff that he is. He, you know, 
Ryan it's like everybody you come across with does make a huge difference on your it, people it's it, it, in a good and bad way it enriches who you are oh, changes yeah. who the person is you know certainly I mean? absolutely so I think that again back to my original thought that the biggest thing that I have is just the people that work here like I, I do mean that you know yeah I think I think everybody has a very, um, I think a, a common denominator that like we all share is just um, in one way or another is, is our intent, you know, like we all. Yeah, absolutely. We just want to make the industry safer. Better, yeah, you know, and, you know? And, and that stems from just like there, there, there's a level of humility and there's a level of, of, of compassion that is principally driven that is morally and ethically like part of who you are and without that like you can't fit in in certain environments and when where you do fit in like it's such a powerful experience because we accept everybody's imperfections here you know what i mean yeah <laughs> from the very top we all know that nobody here is perfect but we accept everybody for who they are and i think that that's why students like coming here that's why people keep coming back yeah you know so you know it's raw yeah it absolutely is so you know i guess the 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 biggest introduction to who trc one is or the rescue company one and where it comes from is that um about three years ago um i kind of decided to to stop teaching for other people and start teaching for myself um i've probably taught review classes for the the uh cfrn the uh the fpc the cen um, you name the exam, you know, I've, uh, you know, I taught, I've worked for somebody to do a review class for it. I've done, re you know, review classes, uh, uh, for the EM, the, uh, NR EMT exam. Um, and I've done safety classes like the, the water rescue, uh, uh, egress, the helicopter egress classes, the shallow water egress, helicopter underwater egress class. Um, and, and we've, I've done those for years for 15 you know, 16 years, I think I've been teaching. So, um, from running medic classes to doing stuff. And then, you know, I, I reached a point where I was fucked by a couple people that I was teaching for, you know, um, like I was making them a bunch of money. So I figured, Hey man, I, I'll make some money for myself. I learned really quickly that it's easier to work for somebody else teaching this shit than trying to do your own shit. You know what I mean? So I guess Bandit does not agree with what I'm saying. <laughs> um, so, you know, man, so I was making money for all these people. I go, you know, I'm going to run, I'm going to start my own company. And I, have, I had the idea of the rescue company one maybe like seven years ago. And I was, um, you know, teaching for somebody at that time. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll leave that name out of there. You know, if you're from the area, you'll kind of know who I was teaching for at that time, you know. And I brought the idea to that person and I go, hey man, we need to do this thing. And uh, basically the basic idea was, is that when I had, when I went to go get a flight paramedic job, I had to go to 10 different places to get all the different stuff, the requirements that I needed to be a good candidate to, to, do, to be there, to be the person they picked, you know? And uh, I did that. Like, I found out what people wanted, the type of experience people wanted. I went and sought that stuff out. And, you know, literally, I sat there and counted 10 different certificates from 10 different places. So I go, how do I, um, what if, if, if there was like a one-stop shop that you can go to, you can get all this stuff done, 
um, get the most bang for your buck and you create that and you you make that happen and uh, you know that was the the first idea of the rescue company one you know so I brought that to to this person we'll call him Mr. X for right now <laughs> all right and, and uh, Mr. X you know he he thought that it was a use you know it's a waste of money man yeah there's no way you know it's too much time nobody's gonna come to it and uh you know man like I let him convince me of that but I always had this thing burning in my head you know I'm like I could do this because you know and then you know we did a critical care transport class at that place and um you know it was a successful class everybody passed the exam but it wasn't the 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 critical care the ISBC exam it wasn't the you know the critical care transport paramedic exam that that was it was the UMBC course we did we hosted a UMBC class and I was able to do the UMBC class because I'm a I was you know CCMTP I was certified by them um, and, and then I was like man but that's that's not what was accepted at the local companies the nationwide when you look they want flight paramedic certification or the critical care transport, the critical care paramedic certification, not the CCTP. Right. You know, there's all these gajillion acronyms, right? Right. So, you know, I go, man, I'm teaching this thing for this, but I'm like, this is not the board exam. It's not the accredited. And around that time, there, that's when the the board of uh, specialty, uh, specialty certifications was coming around with, you know, the approved classes, the approved review places. And I'm teaching, you know, traveling the country, man, I'm teaching for people. And I'm like, man, the guy that I'm teaching, it ended up being that I'm sitting in Oklahoma one time and I'm like this, the guy I'm teaching for is making all this money because this is the first time I actually seen how much this person was charging for a class because they gave me the check to take back to him. <laughs> And I'm looking at this check and I go, man, <laughs> I'm not even getting a quarter of this. And I go, everything, this, the guy that I was teaching for was not certified. Just a guy that had a company, man, a pilot guy that was a pilot. And I go, man, this guy can't teach the class I'm teaching, but here I am. He's off the, my hard work, my, me sitting in front of a computer, putting PowerPoints together and all that stuff. And I said, man, fuck this. So I stopped teaching. And I was teaching water egress. And the person I was teaching water egress for is a, is a innovator. She was an innovator. And uh, she actually brought water egress from being a military thing to being a civilian thing. Um, not only that, like in the civilian world, water, helicopter water egress only existed in the oil company. The, you know, if you worked at an oil platform, you had to go to water egress training because the only way to get there is by helicopter. And you're flying over water. Sometimes 30, 40 minutes, hour over water. So the only way to do, you, so you have to take water egress. So you're either a military person or you're a, or working on an oil rig. But the EMS folks were not receiving quality training. So she, she, this is the person that brought the training out to the world. So I, I taught for her for a little bit. And I learned uh, so much about it. And I did that for about 10 years before starting the rest company one and I go man this is awesome you know and uh, then uh, there was a low in the teaching there for a bit you know, um, things happened with her and she wasn't doing it as frequently anymore so um, but uh, we would do it from time to time but I, you know she gave us the freedom to go teach on our own if we needed to um, so fast forward to 
about three years ago. There I am taking a water egress class. It's probably the shittiest fucking water egress class I've ever <laughs> taken in my whole entire life. I sit through this fucking class and I go, fuck, these guys haven't taught me how to survive in class. <laughs> and at that moment in time, I did one thing that was, that was great. And it's still to this day, it's kind of bit me in the ass. But I sat there and I was like, I'm going to not be the guy I know I could be in the water. Right. Because I'm a good dude in the water. I don't have the appearance of being the good dude in the water, <laughs> but I'm really good in the water. So I go, you know what? I'm going to be, I'm going to, I want to see how these guys are because I know how this is supposed to go. Right. right. <laughs> so I'm the guy that has problems treading water. I'm the guy that keeps sinking. I'm the guy that's not very comfortable being in a flight suit in the water. And I'm trying to see, and then I finally stopped there because I realized that if I keep doing this, I'm going to drown. Because <laughs> these guys aren't coming to fucking rescue me, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> they give me this horrific swim test and all this shit that I'm supposed to do, and then I go, man, these guys haven't taught a single soul how to survive in the water. They just thought, they, they did basically what they thought they needed to do with this fucking egress chair that they had. And, and, and you know what? The, the guys seemed cool, though. They seemed like cool people. However... They had the market at that time. So what I, what I wanted to do because they had the market at that time is that these guys are going to go around teaching everybody. I didn't want them teaching bad shit to people because I'm passionate about this, right? Right. This is the thing. I don't want anybody to die doing this shit. I don't want anybody to die flying in a helicopter because they wanted to help somebody else. So that's where my passion comes from. So even though I thought these guys were horrible because everybody in the state was using those guys in, some, in out of state, I go, let me give these guys the information I have. So I, I copied all the stuff. I went to the class the next day, helped them clean up. And I went and I said, hey, listen, guys, there's a lot of stuff that I would change in your thing. There's some type of shit you would do. <laughs> I can see you doing some shit like this. And I go, I want to change some things that you guys are doing, but here's all the information how to change it. I copied it all on this on this thumb drive. And the guy threw the thumb drive back at me and told me to go fuck myself. And I was like, man, that's pretty shitty. So yeah. that day, the rescue company one was born. And I told those guys that day, I said, you know what, man? I said, I don't know how long it's gonna take me, but there's gonna be a day that I'm gonna be at your helicopter teaching you water egress. I'm going to teach you water egress. You're going to sit through my class and learn water egress. And it took six months. Six months I was at their place teaching water egress. And those guys did everything they could do to try to keep me from being there. And, and in six months, that's what it took. You know, like the first version of our shallow water egress training to our Hewitt isn't what it, it is today. We've, we've changed the way stuff needs to be taught and the safety... I will put our safety above. I will put our safety measures in the water with people above anybody. I will go. go I'll do a blind test Pepsi fucking challenge with anybody on this. For you millennials out there, those commercials that used to be the Pepsi challenge commercials. Either blindfold people and see if Coca Cola was better than Pepsi. I don't know if y'all seen those. YouTube the shit out of that. Those are good commercials. You know. But I will, I will fucking do that with anybody. And I go, hey, you tell me. Dude, we've had guys that were like, we had a guy that was a 20-year Navy pilot sitting, going through water egress with us and goes, 
in 20 years is the best water egress class I've ever had. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in right here really quick. Yeah. <clears throat> so one thing I don't have is anybody who works here knows this is nearly the amount of experience that a lot of the guys on the have, or pretty much everybody on the team has um, medically. But one thing that I've heard, and I, I thought about this when you said that, and the the amount of time that I've known you and that I've been exposed to the training and the end result of that training so many times, I've watched, I've witnessed, like they've personally, men and women come up to me and they don't, they don't know my history, they don't know where I stand in the medical field, but they're just voicing their opinion at the end of your training and they're telling me things like, I've been in this field for 20 years, or I've been doing this for 15, 30 years, like whatever it is, like so many times in such a short amount of time I've heard something along the lines of like this is the best training I've had and when somebody says something to me I, I think about that and I'm like okay is this person just saying that like a, you know are they like uh, uh, but like really it, it's genuine feedback and people who when they take your training man like it, it's regardless of what you say or how you say it your intent spills out of your delivery and people see that man they recognize that they resonate with that and you can't help but give people that experience when they come through your training, bro. No, I appreciate and, it, man. No, absolutely, bro. And I mean that wholeheartedly. And it's not even something you do on purpose. It's just part of the, it's just what happens, you know? And it's great training, man. You know, man, like it's, uh, it comes from the heart. Yeah, absolutely. It absolutely does. Cause like, obviously we're not making a million dollars on this where we, you know, we're, we're like covering our costs most of the time. Um, and it's just the fact that this is so sometimes to get water egress training is so freaking expensive for people that we came up with an economical way to do the class and not cut corners. Right. Without cutting corners, without putting ourselves in destitution, but at the same time, resetting the standard. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're making it safe. We're making it comfortable for people. We're making it, uh, you know. And, 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 you know, that's the biggest thing when, when you come to any water event is that you want to basically, when people are fearing something, they ain't, they're not learning shit. Oh, yeah. Their mind's fucking closed. So, so like, I think that when we put people in the water, by the time we get them in the water, they're so comfortable with us that they don't realize what we're doing. Oh, yeah. And all they're Certainly. doing is taking information in. And that goes hand in hand with the, the what I was just talking about. There's people who show up to class and regardless of, like which part of the training we're in like they show up at the very beginning of the day even if it's classroom material with i'm afraid of the water and by the time they get to the water like they don't even realize it but like i i, I witness it I, I watch it unfold in people but like, i have seen people show up to class who have been terrified of the water yeah and from from day one like of the six day course where they i can see it like these guys don't want to get in the water yeah no and then without them even realizing it just through your delivery and the demeanor of the entire team the 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 dynamic like these people get into the water and on water day like you can just tell like they're not as timid as they were day one and they do phenomenally well in the water when had anybody else come through and taught the same course like they wouldn't have had that experience and if anything you were, you gave them that ability to start the course day one with a, a mindset of wow i have an entire week of information that's about to be delivered to me but i'm so afraid of the water like i can't even concentrate on anything else yeah, that you take that else. away from them and without even trying to and and they go through the course and they get to water day and they're like let's fucking do this yeah like, no absolutely i i love i love it i love watching that i love watching <laughs> right. the the involvement of the uh, of everything you know and it's just a small 
attention to detail things that we do with people that makes them just so like just relax absolutely relaxing thing you know um so you know so that again when that guy threw their shit back at me that was like i'm like well fuck you man that was the birth of it right so it, it is like you know i could get into it dramatically what like uh, depleting savings accounts and all kinds of crap, you know, where to, 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 that's where I've, where we're at, you know, right. with things, you know, like to, to be the rescue company one. And, and, and it's just, uh, uh, but it's been an awesome fucking journey so far. So, you know, so we get through this, to this thing. So like the first job that I have, I owe to one guy, his name is Matt Turner. So Matt Turner it was my first boss flying in a helicopter, you know? So he's the first guy that gives me a job to do anything. So now like, so I run into Matt at a conference and, you know, uh, and it isn't like, you know, basically Matt's running, uh, uh, he's in charge of like four, I think five, six, seven, you know, who knows a bunch of air methods helicopters here in Florida. And, I run into him at one conference and I'm talking to him about this water egress shit that I'm doing, right? That, you know, at the time. And uh, which is like in beta form, you know, where I'm, I'm striking out on my own, um, trying to, you know, I'm basically writing policy for it. I bought a water egress chair at that time from, again, there's certain places that we're just not going to mention their names. And I bought a water egress chair from them. They want to charge me for training that I already know how to do, that I'm certified to do anyways. And uh, I started learning a lot about water egress, like in the civilian world, like just in general, realizing that as a civilian person, like let's say you want to go, uh, let's back up. If you're in the military, you go fly in a helicopter, military, military people put you in water egress training. You have to be able to get through water egress training and fly in the helicopter. As a matter of fact, you have to come back every year and go through water egress training and qualify for it. You fly in a helicopter, that's part of what you have to do. Water egress survival training for the helicopter person. All right? Fair enough? Roger. Yeah. So um, anybody out there listens to this, you want to send me a comment on it? If I'm wrong, go ahead, send me a comment. I've researched the fuck out of this shit, so I know. <laughs> so... Um, in the civilian world, they put you in helicopters and they don't give a fuck about you learning how to do water egress training. Right. So you go, so try to seek this out on your own. You will find a lot of bootleg water egress training out there. That is just basically some dude that was in the military taking his knowledge and teaching it to people, which is cool. That's awesome. A lot of places are just not insured. Like, when I started to do this on my own, like, certificate of insurance, right away, people, if you're out there, you don't have to hire me. Don't worry. Like, listen, it, just ask whoever's coming to do your training to provide your certificate of insurance. So most people that do this, they basically get hired by companies to come in and teach their folks water egress training, just like us, we do at the, at the Rescue Company 1. Um, however... They rely on the fact that the people are considered to be on duty. So if somebody gets injured while they're in the water, they drown. Worst case scenario, they die. It's an on-the-job injury. So the people providing this training in the civilian world, for the most part, are not insured. They don't have 
anything that ensures them for doing water egress, strapping somebody with a seatbelt to a chair and turning them upside down on the water. It's the most fucked up, crazy <laughs> ass training you could fucking do. People, people do not have insurance for this, dude. They do not have insurance. They rely on the place that's hiring them. So if you're just Joe Smo off the street about to go fly, you can't get this training until somebody employs you. Well, that's a fucking problem. Now, there's a few places you can go get right. this that are insured people, and they are people in our industry that are unbelievable that do this. You know, um, uh, in Louisiana, there's tons of places you can go over there. Like, there's a bunch of places um, usually run by the uh, LSU. They do a great job. Arcadia, uh, they're, they're just a phenomenal company. They Arcadia, they that they, they're just they they're, they have so many different things they do that it's just they're like a pioneer in our industry. They're unbelievable. Uh, New Orleans area, Louisiana area there. Roger. Um, and and uh, they're just they're just great at that. They they do a great job teaching water egress training. There's a good place you could go. Um, and then there's uh, um, people out of Groton, Connecticut, that do a great job up there. Um, right now, their name is escaping me, but they're they're just unbelievable. They do a phenomenal facility. You said out of Connecticut, Groton, Connecticut. Yeah, it's uh, um, uh, man, I can't think of their name right now. It's messing me up. But I, I will remember. Google. Them. Yeah, uh, you know, but they 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 do a great job, unbelievable job, and, and their facility is unbelievable there. And, um, and, and, you know, man, it's one of those names I say all the time. And I just right now for this, I think I'm maybe too many PBRs in. <laughs> I can't remember what, what their name is. Um, you got it? You is, got it? it uh, is it Survival Systems? Yeah, U Survival Systems, systems USA. Yep. Survival Systems, got man. It. Thanks, Google. You, you know, like those guys are legit. You know, um, so... The you know those are the the people that you want to go to that if you drown in their pool, <laughs> they're gonna pay insurance. Well, hopefully you don't drown in their pool. Yeah, but if you go, <laughs> they're insured. Roger. And, and not to mention that they have a people that just that are just unreal, like tons of experience teaching it. This is what they do for a living. So those are the people you want to you know listen to. It's it's worth the money. Roger that. Um, so I want you know again I want to create something that's worth the money. So I'm in the beta system. Matt Turner comes to me, and goes, "Hey man, I got like 50 people I got to put through water egress training." And I go, "Dude, I'm just beta testing this stuff." And he goes, "That's cool, man. Just let me know when it's ready." And then he said, "Beta's a fish, right?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so man, the beta testing of this was unreal. I almost killed my son like 20 times. So it's me and Josh. Me and Josh are beta testing this chair that we got, and we figure out there's a lot of shit that's not right about the way water egress training's done. And it's like the 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 how like if a person can't unclip from their belt, you're turning them back over in the chair, and you're like, well that ain't right, because if we did that ten times, seven times, every time we flip the person, their head's still in the water. Okay. So I was like, well, that's not good. Because remember, they're freaking out in a fucking chair. So they're not in the chair like they, you would expect them to be. Right. When you flip them back over. They're like so, a beta out of water. Yeah. So so <laughs> my son, Carlos, is his name too, because I'm very original when I name my kids. Right? My kids, like, I only got one. You know, so Carlos, when I, he 
is my beta testing dude. <laughs> so, because the kid is, he got a little bit of special in him. So, like, he can just hold his breath forever. So, the like, same special as dad has. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, the kid is good. So, I almost drowned him, like, a bunch of times. And again, we're just testing. So, we sent the chair we bought back because we figured it just didn't give me the access to people like I should have. Right. So, uh, because now I'm trying to change the way we do this. And so now you don't take a guy in a snorkel uh, holding his breath to be the, the the rescue guy for the student. Right. Yeah, that guy needs his own main air. Yeah. So yeah. we put that person on a scoop. We put that person in full scuba gear. So now we got full scuba gear and uh, we're looking at the now that. Could you imagine being like that guy down in the in the simulator? Being uh, like, oh, there's my rescuer. He's, yeah, he's, I hope he takes a deep breath yeah, before he's <laughs> fucking holding his breath, you know? And, and it's like, but that's what, that's the way shit's done. Right, right. Right now. So if you hire somebody that's not the people I mentioned, you know, <laughs> the reality is they're coming to you with a fucking snorkel and that's your rescue guy. Uh. That's fucked up. So, anyways, <laughs> long story short, Matt comes to me a few weeks at like after I tell him I'm like hey man I'm not gonna be ready for a while he comes to me and he like a few this weeks this is when he tells you he's got like 50 people where you're trying yeah, to yeah 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 so he goes hey man we gotta train some people and I go when he goes in about two weeks so <laughs> in two weeks period of time I have to then I realize that I need insurance and now I have to convince people to give me insurance for what we're doing so I, I luckily at this time, I've been at this for like six months, writing policy down, figuring out how to do this thing, step-by-step procedure. And then I go to like three insurance companies and tell me to go fuck myself. They're like, <laughs> you can go fuck yourself. There's no way where I'm going to insure you for this. And, uh, and then I finally get one insurance company that bites on it. They come and see it. <laughs> so I demonstrate to them what we're doing. But again, you're talking about me and my best friend. That's right. all I have. At this time, I got a chair. I have some borrowed scuba gear, some life preservers, some helmet. Like I, I literally had like uh, I think ten helmets, ten life preservers, and one chair and my best friend. That's all I got at that time. You know, again, borrowed fucking scuba gear, man. Like you know, and we go do this water egress class. Now, the passion that we had teaching that water egress class that day. Is me again, my best friend, flipping people in a chair, and uh, we're the we're the, the rescue divers. We're the everything for that, and and that dude that, that you know, like again, that guy had no. By the way, Josh has never been in a helicopter. Josh has never flown. He only knows flight medicine from what I've taught him, because he you know we'll get into how me and him became best friends. But that was a student of mine. So you're talking about my best friend is a student of mine. And this guy only knows what I've taught him. So, um, but again, that's what made him, that makes him the special dude he is. Because he's like, oh man, we're going to go teach a fucking class on how to do people. And I teach him how to do this shit. And, you know, we we beta test the fuck out of this shit. Uh, I designed a chair. I found a guy to build it for me. Um, get that thing like in, the, the insurance company certified it, you know, and, and just, you know, we I, basically I go to an insurance company and they don't know what, how to insure me. Right. So I have to show them what I'm doing. They send like five people. They look at the military version of it and they come back and they go, man, you guys are doing a lot more stuff that these guys aren't doing. Oh, wow. So I go, man, that's pretty cool. 
This is again. This is like. Well, I'm not surprised. This know? is the original version of what we're doing. Like this is the original. Like not even what it looks like now. So I go. Oh, that's cool. So again, so they go, the insurance people go. They give me an insurance certificate a day before I got to teach the class. A day before I got to teach the shit. Like that's like how long. <laughs> that's how down to the wire we were. So then I get the things, so and now I'm boom. I got the pool, I got everything, and then we go teach water egress class for two days. We get great evaluations. Um, but, you know, I was listening to this guy do a TED Talk. They remind me of this. So, like, basically at that moment in time, you got to look at eight months of hard work, putting something together, right, for two days. And, and in that eight months of time that I'm putting all this shit together, um, I do a great class. People give me great evaluations. I get more work out of that. Since those two days, we have steadily worked just about every month doing something. Um, man, I wasn't happy. I was proud of what we did, but I didn't have the joy and happiness that I that I had to uh, uh, gone there. And I and it's like I'm like, man, this is this fucked up. And you know. Again, as episodes go by, you'll learn more about where my state of mind was at that time, where, where me and Josh were at that state of time. And, the, and you know, but I, I did realize something, man. Like, we do things throughout life. We go through classes. We go through through school. You know, you go to first kindergarten, then you go to first grade. Then, you know, elementary school's over. You go to junior high, then high school, and so on and so forth. But you're always working for this one goal, right? What fucking goal is that? Right. What, right. What, what goal is that? Like, what right. are you waiting for? Right. Like, right. We work to get someplace, and then you get there, and what? Well, you know, the journey is what counts. Yeah, certainly. And we missed that whole portion of it. But you know, after a lot of counseling and shit, I go back and I go, man, man, the fucking journey was awesome. Like the the hard work, the struggle, right. getting there to that day. You know. Yeah, it's funny you say that. I heard this. I- as simple as it is, I can't believe I haven't heard this before, but I heard this quote yesterday, and it said, some things are beautiful because they don't last. Yeah. And I was like, wow, like, absolutely. Like, they're so, like, the things we go through, like, they're, they're only, they're segments, they're, they're, they're fractional in our life, but, like, yeah. what makes them important, what gives them the value that they have is, like, that part's over with, but, like, had it not been over with, like, we wouldn't have the value we have from it now. But Yeah, yeah absolutely. So it's like getting through the, the whole struggle and everything that gives you the scars, you know, Certainly, the, yeah. the wrinkles, the gray hairs, that shit, man, that's the, that was the, the thing I needed to get through, you know, to, to get here. You, yeah. you know what I mean? So, um, I would say that the struggle now, like the, where the company is now and stuff like that, I'm, I'm trying to, the suffrage, every part of it, it sucks awesome or anything trying to enjoy all of it you know because absolutely because i remember getting there and i was like man now telling the story back i'm like man that was a cool fucking way to get there you know yeah. so, so so anyway back to the original story you'll know with us the shit just takes a while to get to the point um <laughs> the the uh we we teach that class and it's an awesome class and we go on so like six months later i'm teaching the motherfuckers that told me to go fuck myself like we, these guys went out of their way to fucking make it difficult for me to teach them. But goddamn, like I got there and I taught those dudes. And like, uh, like I think this year we just signed the last customer they had in the state. So, you know, like we're we're teaching a lot of people. 
you awesome. know and so 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 it's pretty cool you know and so so a little bit part of like the history of how we got into where we're at right now so uh yeah absolutely and over the course of time people will continue to learn uh yeah you know our, our, our I, endeavors and i don't think that you could tell this story in one podcast you know no it's certainly not absolutely not so something we got to make sure that why do people need to come listen to us because there's a lot of podcasts out there. I'm not going to, again, name them. Yeah. But, like, for the the things that we want to do and the information we want to present and the delivery that we have, like, there's so many. Um, like, we're not the only ones in this, in this, uh, this no, niche field. So, like, there's why? There's some people on this field. Oh, certainly, absolutely. There's some great ones. There's some horrible ones. But... Um, not to take away from anybody that we do enjoy listening to, um, but why should people listen to us? Like, you know, why are they coming here? Like, I think that the the uh, the the what we bring is other than the wiener roll ups. Yeah, we got some wiener roll ups right now that Ryan's enjoying here. Um, I think other than the openness and the the rawness of who we are, we 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 teach from the 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 street guy outcome you, you know i teach a street guy how to be a flight paramedic or, or a street girl how to be a flight paramedic you know that person is just the, the that i'm successful on i'll take somebody that has no idea of how to do this job and prep them and make them successful at the boards they'll go take their fpc exam and they're successful at it I think in the last like uh, 60 people that we've taught to uh, from again from scratch I don't count the people that you know happened to get a flight job years ago before FPC was a requirement for most places um, uh, I count the people that are street I call them street people not that they live on the street <laughs> but just you know your regular ground paramedic to FPC and the last 70 people we've done We've had like 66, 60, uh, 63 on the on the first attempt. That's one of the notes I had. I we'll to look at my notes. And those are tremendous. Yeah, like, like 60, 63 people. Uh, you know, I was on the first attempt, and the rest of them passed on their second. Yeah, that's pretty good. Because you oh, know, that's phenomenal. Yeah, like fire chiefs, they hire us to come teach their helicopter people, and uh, out there, they they'll the one thing that we can tell you is this is that um, there's more Navy SEALs, there's more Green Berets, there's more special military operations people than there are FPCs. Those are the numbers. Like, it's not an easy exam. And we've had two physicians come through our class and take the exam. You're talking about good, one's a critical care doctor, and one's an emergency room um, uh, um ED, right, have serious uh, board, immersion board in the medical certified field. years of school that can tell you is one of the hardest exams it's ever taken. Roger that. You know, so um, that's the legit uh, portion of the FPC exam. So you come here, we're going to teach you how to do that. We we got a recipe how to do it. We've, again, tra uh, trial and error. And, uh, there's some things we do good. That's that's why you want to come here and listen to it. You know, we'll take a complex thing and make it sound as easy as possible. Because it's all it is. It's basics. Right. Right? It's basics. You do your basics right, you're a good critical care person. You know? And, and so we'll get you through the boards. But I'm going to go a step further. Not only I think do we get you, we teach you theory when you come to class. We put the stuff to your hands. 
So when you come to class with us, you, you, you're not going to get a whole bunch of lecture. You get lecture for part of the day. The next part of the day, we're going to practice what we talked about, you know, as far as even like, you know, we bring a cadaver to your class. How the hell does a guy have a cadaver license? Went through a lot of shit to get that, but yeah. You know. So like, <laughs> I've I've managed to cut a you know a couple of hearts out of some bodies yeah, and we'll some some lungs. Like so, I've I've had my hands inside of a couple of chests in the last. Well, that's just your regular life. <laughs> like that's, <laughs> that's just your regular. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm not even talking about yeah. work, but, but yeah, that's like phenomenal. Like just in the, the amount of exposure I've had to the extreme level, like and the intricate level of, of medical training with the cadavers. Well, just the, like. like Unbelievable. Uh, you know, from the student perspective, if you heard me talk about a swan gans catheter, a pulmonary artery catheter, right? You heard me talk about that during class. Now, you're looking at the heart as we're dissecting it right. and following the track of that pulmonary artery catheter. I mean, you can't get any better than that. Uh, you know, and, and that's just what we do. We, we It's not like you're observing a, a, a anatomy lab. You're actually participating. Right. In it. You know, you're going to actually put a chest tube in. You're going to actually do an intubation. You know, we use pig parts to do some some of the other stuff. But you're real actually chest decompression. Yeah, you're going to do a know, real chest crack. You're going to do box a box escherotomy. Yeah, like, traumatic amputation. You know, like the stuff that maybe is not in your protocols where you're at, but you got to understand that the the scope of the flight transport nurse and paramedic physician is huge. Right. A lot of times it expands the far more than you realize um, based off of your own protocols of where yeah, you work. absolutely so we just uh, got it we we basically looked at what the most extreme protocols are and we bring that to class and we make it like so realistic for people to actually be go look at it and go oh shit i actually got to do this today right yeah you know so i mean it's just the extreme i could talk about this all day just some of the things that we do that are real life you know we bring a helicopter simulator that it's a trailer same dimensions of the helicopter you're in a helmet calm systems uh high fidelity simulator in there and we're running scenarios you were running scenarios you know we're, we're, we're making people like do the stuff as you're supposed to do it this is real training you know, and uh, at the same time, we're prepping you for your boards. We're prepping you for the job. We build muscle memory. That in like the class, people hate hearing that term because we say it so many fucking times. But muscle memory is what we built. But how many times have we put something up on the Facebook that it's a text or an email from a student that goes, hey, man, I'm so glad we did that so many times in class. I just got this airway nobody else could get. Right. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's happened. That's what we do, man. This is what, this is what we do here. You know, so that's why people should fucking come here. And that, and we're fun. Right. Like, you're not bored in class. And we're a bunch of degenerates. Yeah, yeah, we're regular <laughs> people, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's the one Professional thing. Professional degenerates. Professional <laughs> degenerates, exactly. You know, like, we're regular people. You know, we, we, we're not pretending to be somebody else that we're not. And that's why, like, this podcast is going to be pretty raw. There's going to be the stuff that's just us and who we really are. And, you know, we work in the professional world. And, um, you know, I sit in front of fire chiefs and to tell them what we teach and stuff like that. But I can tell you this, we always come back where we're going to. Right. And we're honest. 
That's the bottom line. Is Period. Yeah, we're right honest. Right or people. wrong, when you're we're honest, honest and you're open to being wrong, but yeah, we're people honest can't people. help but listen to you. We're honest people, man. Yeah. We make a mistake, we own up to it. Yeah. You know, we Absolutely. go back and we and we go, and you know, the ultimate responsibility of anything that ever gets told only comes back to one dude. Yeah, own it. That's mm-hmm. me. You know what I mean? Whether one of my guys said it, or you know what? That's on me. Right. That's on me every day of the week, twice on Sunday. Even if it's something I never taught that dude and he just went out and said something stupid. You know what? I'm going to apologize for it. Comes down to extreme ownership, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Jocko <laughs> Willis, man. You know yeah. what I mean? You know, so, so, uh, but that's the uh, kind of like the short version. And again, as we go through, we will expand on some of the things that we, you know, we're doing and who we are, you know, and, uh, um, well, you man, I want to finish with one thing. There's one thing I'm gonna note, and I'm gonna ask you this. So, so imagine you're sitting there in an interview for a job. You with me? I'm I'm tracking. All right. So, so you're sitting there in an interview for a job, and um, this is the question: What's your major weakness? Your major weakness. Now, you want this job. You want it. I think I'm gonna. Rather than sit here and debate on my thoughts, I'm just going to kind of roll with what the first thing, first thing that comes yeah, to mind. Yeah, uh, I guess if, so a job, okay. I start to feel like my biggest weaknesses is I don't, I, I kind of second guess myself because I have this level of, of understanding from my experiences that I've had in the military. Um, and even before the military, I've had great mentors and instructors in my life and even, um, even some of the mentors I've had after the military. But I have this insatiable urge to intervene a lot of times and I'm, I'm, I'm constantly battling with this uh, humility factor of like like am I am I am I being arrogant as a person or am I being the person that needs to be here to intervene in the moment of whatever it is we're going through and I think I just personally I think that's the biggest thing I deal with as an individual as a leader as a follower as a father um, as a friend um, just as a person and I don't know if it's a weakness or if it's just a realization of I have a good understanding or lack thereof of uh, this dynamic I guess that I speak of but I'm always I'm always afraid that I have the right thing to say and I'm not sure if it's the right time or the right place. Yeah, it's going to come out wrong. Or it's going to come out wrong. Yeah. And I just, I guess I, I always want to be as humble as possible, but I feel like to think about that or to voice that kind of takes away from the aspect of humility. But at the same time, it's somebody's got to be that person. And it's like, how do I do this? How do I do whatever's on my mind without being taken as arrogant or cocky? Because I know that there's a lot of people that are not going to take the time out of their day to analyze and say the things that I want to say. And it's a constant battle. Um, it's a yeah. constant battle. You know, like, uh, I heard this, that that was a question from a, from a <laughs> TED Talk I was listening to yesterday. Okay. So I'm listening to this TED Talk, and this guy, he is a drug addict that's uh, the CEO of this multi-million dollar company. And uh, he would he basically, as he's building his company, he's asking people, that question like what's your greatest weakness you know the most common answer usually is and i'm like i've heard people give that. i've said in many interviews where people give this answer where there is that my greatest weakness is that i 
overdo my work and I work too hard. You know, that's like taking a strength and turning it into a weakness. Right. So it's just a good fucking interview skill. You know what I mean? That's a good one. You okay. know, but it ain't fucking real. Right. It ain't real. You know, it's not the truth. That's not the fucking person I want here. You're the second guy that works here that I've asked this to. Okay. So I asked to Andy earlier today, which he's fucking does no wrong in my book anyways. <laughs> but Andy's answer was fucking sincere, man. And it was not textbook and it was fucking raw. And yours is raw, man. It's, it's, it's fucking legit, right? That's why you work here. You know, like that's what makes you who you are, why you have a seat at the table. You know, there's not many fucking things at this table right now. But I know, I think that in, as, as time comes by, it, it, there's going to be a lot, you know, because I just don't have failure in me, you know, right. I mean, that just doesn't fucking exist. Uh, I will, I will die doing what I have to do because yeah. I'm, you've like, only failed once you stop trying. Yeah. You know, you know right? like I've, one of the things that people will know about me is the fact that, you know, I've died trying to do things like <laughs> legitimately had to get resuscitated. Because I just got no quit. That's just my thing. I'm not going to quit. Now I'm going to find a hundred ways to not do the thing I'm trying to be successful at. And then 101, I'm going to be fucking successful at it. Right. You know what I mean? So, but like, but the one thing is, man, it's just like, I was like, I was telling the guy I was listening to the TED Talk with yesterday, I said, I'll ask this of the people that I work. Because I am a CEO of a company now. Right. Right. And like, I'll ask this of people that I work with. And, and it's legitimately, I'm two for two right now. Two for two. Because there is nobody here that was recruited to come here. Nobody responded to a fucking ad. There was nothing. Bro, this is all people that just hung out. <laughs> they came to hang out. You know, and they're like just hanging out. You know, and that's what it is. That's what the, 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 the people that have survived being part of the rescue company want is it. You know, like... It's it's on it's unreal, you know, and I think the years from now we'll look back on some of this <laughs> stuff and we'll listen to this podcast and go, God damn, this is all full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but what an answer, man. That's good. I like it. I like it. You know, because it's like set me up there, but <laughs> I know. Yeah, I told you. I said, you know, uh, but that's real, man. Like, you know, is that is the journey, bro. The journey is everything. You know, that's 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 everything. Like. One of my favorite games to play with Ryan is to quote movies. I quote movies all the time oh, and shit. Fuck. And this fucking guy has never... It's like he's never watched TV ever in his whole entire life. But, you know, like Cool Runnings, you know what I mean? It was yeah, in, cool yeah, 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 yeah. Peace, be thy journey, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. That's one of I've my seen favorite that quotes, you know? That's one of my favorite things. But, you know, man, it's just, that's, 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 that's awesome. Good answer. Thank you, sir. Good answer. Thanks, brother. So, you know, I just think that parting words should be kind of what to expect i mean obviously it's not going to be like like this all the time but yeah um for the most part as the road turn brought to you by the rescue company one uh will be a educational podcast like you're going to get some education on it you'll be entertained you'll get something that shows that you'll be able to get tangible for that education like if you spent the time listening to it you're, you're going to see use for it so that's you know, something that you can always, you know, people always need to use. Right. So you're going to get something for, for your time. You're going to also, um, you know, be entertained. I think, you know, we're going to drink while we're doing this. And uh, 
Over gonna uh, drink? I've yeah, been drinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, we've been drinking this whole time. Um, we're gonna be fun, you know. It's gonna be kind of like a drunk history type uh, thing, you know. We're gonna have events. The people getting, you know, eighteen plus, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, twenty-one on some occasions. Yeah, you you will be offended at times. We look forward to those times, you know. Call us, you know. It ain't the first time we offend anybody. We'll hug and you. If we do offend you, we'll hug it out. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, we'll hug it out. Yeah, we'll know? hug it out. Yeah, we don't hate nobody. Right. No, but, we don't hate nobody. No, no, we no, we, we just, may offend, but we yeah, don't hate. Yeah, absolutely. We love opinions. Bring them on. And, 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 you know, so, but, you know, we're going to film some of these things. Certainly. Um, it's it's going to be funny. Because <laughs> we're really looking to entertain. We're close. Yeah, we're looking to entertain ourselves when we're doing this. So, you know, I think that's what, you, that's what you're going to get when you get uh, when you get us. So we look to, you know, have a, a guest every show. We have an absolutely wonderful doctor named Dr. Ben Abbo. So he's a cool dude to listen to. He's just a fucking as interesting as Ryan. Um, <laughs> Probably more and, interesting, and I'm goddamn sure. goddamn handsome. Um, and, and, you know, like, uh, you don't listen to him. You don't listen to me. You got Ryan here every episode, you know. So um, I think it's going to be pretty fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm, I'm super pumped. So you're going to get a lot for your time. Because to me, time is worth more than money. Absolutely. It's the one thing you can never get back. So I guess that's that's what I got to say. Well, uh, I guess we'll leave him with that. Yeah. And uh, I think yeah. it's been a great pilot episode. Yeah. Come TRC1, right? Uh, the the rescuecompany1.com. Absolutely. Yeah. Our website. You get uh, OrlandoCPR.com. You, you get to our website through that as well. A lot of people don't even know that. No shit. Yeah. 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 Uh, we own that that domain. Okay. Thanks to our <laughs> Nursing Unlimited people who gave me that. Uh, uh, you know, at the, the Facebook, right? What are the other uh, things? Oh, yeah, you know, our Instagram, our oh. Facebook, uh, YouTube. I just got to search for the Rescue Company one. Um, it'll all pop up on either yeah. of those uh, um, social media engines. So uh, I guess we'll leave with that then, huh? Yeah, man. That's um, it. Thank you guys for watching. Um, this for is our episode. Or listening, rather, yeah. Well, to be watching our future episodes yeah. in the future. One more shot. One more shot. Yeah, oh, yeah, let's so finish this up. Little pickle back there. All right. I feel like uh, I don't have any pickle juice. Oh, sorry. Sorry for you, mister. There's pickle juice on the table. I wonder if that's mine. Yeah, it probably like, is. Spilled over. Yeah. Salute. Salute, man. All right. Thanks for All tuning right. in, guys. Until next time, catch you out there.